Hey guys, the show is about ready to start, but really quick, I wanted to grab your attention, tell you to have a pencil and paper ready. I have some very important information you're going to want to stick around for after the show regarding updated contact information, websites, and more. Everything's changed. Holy cow. What do I mean? Everything's ready to start. I gotta run. Stick around after the show and I'll get you filled in. Welcome to this podcast. Get ready. Here we go. GOST Radio proudly presents Random Illusions, the podcast where the occult community goes for its listening pleasure. I'm your host, Shasta Ray. Grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea, or grab a glass of wine at the end of a long day if that's what you want to do. Kick back, settle in, and hang out with me for just a little bit while we chat it up about magic. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and squirrels, welcome to Season 2, Episode 31, and this is going to be a mishmash of fun, and I have my co-host, everybody's favorite occultist, Tim Cheesebrow, with me today. Say hi, Tim. Hey, hey. (laughs) It's been hard. We've been busy, man. It's hard to catch up with you. Yeah, that was a a Yogi Bear moment, I feel. It was. It was very Yogi-esque. Yeah, no, we've been busy. I mean, in a good way. I've had a lot of orders for Pentacles online, been working real hard at uh, doing those. And, and the other day I made a big batch of anointing oil and that was a, that was like a three or four day process. That so, sounds amazing. I can't wait to get mine. Now, yeah, for I, any, any listeners out there, we are having some technical difficulties because the Pentacles have to have a inventory, but Tim makes them on demand. So we're probably going to have an inventory reflected. But please know that when you order off the website, if you choose to order off the website, everything is made per order. So it's made custom for you. Which is slow, but like, it's the right way to do it. So yeah, yep. It's good work. It's nice product. Love the pinnacles. Oh my gosh. The past year that I've been working with them has been like rocket fuel. (laughs) It's crazy. So let's see, what else do we got? I have more Oracle cards and tarot decks I have not uploaded to the website yet. And anyone during the month of August who is signing up for the email list will get a 15% off coupon for your entire order of gostradio.com. And yeah, join the email list. Well, and if, if we're talking decks, you sent me that Halloween Oracle deck a little while ago. Oh, are you joining in on the Oracle card challenge? Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that awesome? That was on that. I don't know if you went to that website that I had in the show notes. It had, I think, 18 different Oracle decks. So not tarot, but Oracle decks. Good for shadow work. And that Halloween is the top of the list. I've been working with mine. It's scary. It's so accurate. Yeah, that was, I was going to say the same thing. I, I was working with it last night, even. And just got some amazing, very in-depth read that, um, you know, the kind where you have to sit back for 15, 20 minutes and go, I just need to think about this for a second. Yeah. Um, and then pieces start falling into place and you go, oh, wow, I needed to hear all of that. That was, I mean, that was my experience with it last night. 
it was amazing and uh i couldn't I, endorse that deck highly enough i've been working with the halloween oracle a little bit with the lay vampire oracle which again that's kind of a a little girl, big eye, cutesy deck, which I would never really work with, but it's really, really good. And it was on that list and it's in the store. So I have a copy of it and it's pretty good because it has kind of, kind of an upright and a reversed and some thoughts to consider. It's a, it's a pretty intense deck. I got to say, I like the um, Halloween first and foremost. And then I've been playing with a new one that I got in called the Beyond Lemuria Oracle. And it has, it's kind of a futuristic cartoony kind of looking thing. It's really cute, but it has some incredible, oh my God, another scary, accurate Oracle deck like I didn't expect. I've been using it a lot. It's real positive. It doesn't work on the shadow work as much, but it is very honest on different parts of your psyche so it's it's another good one it brings a lot of consciousness to good ideas you know brings it to the front of your thoughts well another deck that i've been playing with a lot lately is the angel tarot by travis McHenry. oh yes have you used it for magic yeah that's the cool thing about that deck is it functions like a normal tarot but it also functions as like a dictionary of angels and you can you I mean the sigils are right there, the names are right there, pronunciations, what they're all about, it's all on the card. So if you're trying to figure out what angel to work with for situation, you know, flip through the deck or even better, just do an intuitive read and say which you know, which angel do I need to talk to right now about my problem or, or, or what I'm thinking about. Yeah, the yeah. occult deck is a lot like that with the spirits of the Goetia, and then there's a few extras thrown in, kind of like the angel deck. And uh, it's laid out the same. It has the sigils on it and references and numbers and everything. It's awesome. Yeah, and then you can, I mean, you may not even know the angel or the Goetia spirit you want to contact, but go ahead and pull a card. And it. my experience has been it's usually the right one, and they've got they've got some insight for you. So... One thing that I was going to start trying with that, and I haven't got that far yet. Maybe you want to try this. I always do a three-card tarot reading. It's just my go-to. And I've always thought it'd be kind of interesting if I do a three-card tarot reading, go to either the occult deck or the angel deck, and then find those equivalents for those cards and see what the angel or the spirit reference is and then meditate on that for that reading, like do the tarot reading and then find out what the associated spirits are through those decks. I always thought that'd be kind of fun. That's an awesome experiment. Hey, maybe that's a challenge. Ooh, yes. So all of you advanced people out there, if you don't have the Travis McHenry decks, go check them out. I've got them at gostradio.com. You can also find them pretty much anywhere. And it's the occult deck and the angel deck. And if you are into tarot, try doing your regular tarot reading and then dig through those decks and find the associated angels or goetic spirits and experiment with it. See what happens. That is a that's a great challenge. That I mean that has a lot of potential. <laughs> well you could even, you know, dig a little deeper and go into your books and see what, what those spirit associations are for those positions. And maybe it gives you more food for thought on how to approach a situation or things to sprinkle in. Oh, maybe I need creativity or better communication skills or something. See what those spirits are good at that come up in those positions associated with those tarot cards. Why not? It's 
sometimes there's all sorts of hidden stuff that we find in weird ways when we experiment that we never would have thought could ever be there. That's why we experiment. So we well, had we had a really interesting listener mailbag. And uh, you want to talk about that one? Because I drug you into that one since you have a little bit of experience. We're going to keep this listener anonymous for now. But he is from Egypt and he left a message on the randomillusions.com voicemail feature, which is free if you have an internet connection. There's a little microphone icon on the website and you can just leave me a message. I think it goes up to two minutes or something. So Egypt, you must be the fellow out there that gets me up on the charts in Egypt. So thanks for listening. It was really fun to have a listener call in. You've got a very thick accent. So I got to say kudos to you because English is a second language I know is confusing. It's a hard language. I had a little bit of trouble understanding you. So I brought Tim in because he had a little bit more experience with the accent. So what did we decide? He was a uh, a listener, he was very positive and upbeat. He said he's not like the the guys that you ran into in your <laughs> storytelling. No, he, he was a yeah, seemed like a very kind guy. And I think what he was asking primarily about was protection magic, and I think specifically magic about uh, seeing the truth and making sure that others aren't lying to you, which is a you know it's an often overlooked piece of protective magic because uh, people always think about protecting from attacks or whatever, but they don't think about protecting from subversive things like lies. Well, um, I'll tell you what, one of my go-tos for truth is uh, the 44th spirit of the Goetia. I don't know if you work with those spirits or not, but his name is Shaz, and he will, if you ask him to help you with like a protective type measure, He'll help uncover the truths and he'll help show you the truths and the things that you need to see. And he'll help you with that sense. I would say Don Talion is another one that could probably help you detect when people are being untruthful. And and Shaz, I mean, you introduced me to him and uh, man, he's so cool. You and, know, I've never revealed this. I guess it's time to reveal it. That is the spirit I have coffee with almost every day of the week on my Ouija board. And um, I've been working with him for quite a long time. I'm not going to really tell the story, but I've been working with him for five and a half years. And I didn't start talking to him on the Ouija board until this last October. And we we commune often. He loves coffee. So sometimes we have laughs. Sometimes he gives me advice. But through working with him regularly, you will see the truth in situations that you have never thought possible to see before. <laughs> oh my gosh. And in, in ways you never dreamed there was truth to be seen. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, I would even say that at this point I consider him a friend. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, somebody, um, so, to somebody to talk to about stuff that, and, and that's, that's one thing that I think people often miss about spirit communication is, in practical magic books, they give you ways to get in touch with angels or spirits or whatever to ask for a specific thing. But but what if you did the same thing and didn't ask for anything? What if you just talked to them? What if you just, you know, treated them as a sympathetic ear and asked for advice? Yep. And that's mm. what I do. I ask him for guidance. I got, ask him for insight. And the more you you get to know a spirit, the more they just help you. But when you start communicating with one like that, oh my gosh, they're 
levels of expertise that they are really good at start coming out in that friendship or that relationship that they have with you and you start benefiting from it all the time. Now, I also do my own attunements as people call them. I call them tethers. So I don't like to call them attunements because I don't go through that process, but it's essentially the same. And I created my own tether to Shaw's quite some time back. And that will also open up a communication with you and any spirit. So even if you don't work with spirits of the Goetia, if you work with particular angels or archangels, you can work with them this way. You can always go to them and get to know them over time. That kind of relationship gives you automatic protections and they'll start protecting you from deception of others especially your guardian angel is going to be good for that that's another one you can work with that's going to help you with those types of insights and if you work with the archangel michael or michael it's another protection spirit and is probably going to protect you from lies if that's what you request part of it's in the request also make sure that you're requesting what you want if you want to be privy to people that are lying to you and being untruthful you have to ask that you gain that insight or you gain that knowledge or you know when it's happening. Yeah, and that's what I meant by it's often overlooked because that's just something folks don't seem to see as a real threat, but it can be. Okay, other things with some of that is uh, Tim and I were talking before we started recording and he had a really great idea with mantra chanting. So in the Muslim tradition, you got prayer beads, right? Like a hundred and eight of them. And you've got certain recitations that you do. So nobody would think twice seeing you doing that in your place of worship or in, you know, your room or whatever. But instead of doing whatever uh, prayers, you could ahead of time memorize the name of the angel you want to contact and sing that name in your mind for each of those prayer beads. So um, so from the outside, no one's going to question what you're doing. From the inside, you're using your tradition to empower angelic communication. And then you can, then you can do the magic you want. Another idea that goes hand in hand with that, and I, I don't remember which episode it was exactly. I think it was the first time that Jareth was on the podcast and he talked about a way to do your own mantra chanting and create your own mantra. So another thing you could do hand in hand with the prayer beads as chant is create your own mantra that you see the truth in others or you see deception or whatever the mantra is of what you're trying to accomplish that's going to help your psychic abilities and your insight and your intuitions. And that's a way you empower yourself through your own repetition and your own psyche. So you could do that with the prayer beads also, or combine it with the angelic names. Right. Because getting, you know, getting angels involved is a generally good idea. However, there is maybe even more value in recognizing your own authority via your own divine will and that if you really want to enact a change you are fully capable of doing it absolutely if you have access to bay leaves i don't know how what the cuisine or anything is in egypt bay leaves are very very protective and i mentioned them last week they can also be used in manifestation work you can just use that as 
If you're not going to burn them as an incense, you can use them if you're making a stew or anything. You can use them that way. Put them on your altar. Uh, burn them, of course, as an incense. A lot of people aren't going to notice if you're going to use them to season soup or, or a roast or food or vegetables or anything with. You don't want to eat the bay leaf, but you can let that essence get into your food. You can take on the protective qualities that way, the manifestation qualities that way, and you have the essence of that plant. But it's a very, very, very magical leaf if you can get bay leaves. I think there's actually one more thing we could we could let our listener know about, and that would be there's a lot of ways to use Nordic runes that are very inconspicuous. Mm. So there are certain runes used for protection. Mainly, there's a, there's awas. Which is, looks like a looks like a a Y with a one extra stick in the middle, and then there's a thurisaz, which is it's like the thorn, and it's a it's a straight up and down line with a little triangle off the side. Looks like the thorn of a rose. But you can you can find these runes anywhere online with descriptions of what they do, and and you can find the combinations you're looking for for whatever kind of protection you want. But here's some ideas for how to how to use them. It would be in the morning when you're taking a shower, you can write them in the steam on or the side of the shower, whatever you're showering in. You can write them there and uh, you can kind of surround yourself with these runes and then imagine that they are creating this protective sphere around you. And then uh, before you're done with the shower, you just wipe them off and nobody knows they were there. Wow, that's cool. Another thing you could do is you can use oil, essential oils, or maybe you even have holy anointing oil. Maybe you've got hair oil or deodorant. O- even. O- olive oil. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. But what you could do is you could you could draw those runes on your body with something that just kind of absorbs into your skin. You could draw it on there with lotion. and oh, even and Even water oil. or tea, you know. Yeah. So like Hey, make some tea out of a bay leaf and do it with that. The point is that you're doing you know, you're drawing it on there, you have an intention, you're putting it in there, and whether it goes invisible after that or not doesn't matter. So there's lots of ways you can use these runes. You can you can even like one way I uh, I use it when I'm driving is uh I wipe some of these runes into the dust on the dash of my car. <laughs> uh, hey, why not? Maybe the dirt on the back, you know, if it's going to, you haven't washed it in a while, I can put some runes on there. It, it works, you know, it works well, that and way. Well, hand in hand with that, if you have um, a book or you have access to the internet, you can, uh, there's even sigil generators and you can have maybe your own sigil made for protections too. So if you like the runes thing and that's an instant kind of a way to do it, get started, and you like those symbols, that's a way to do your own. So then it empowers the effort even more. Or take those runes and do a variation of it that's really meaningful to you. Incorporate it into a, a little bit more ornate sigil. Well, yeah, because maybe you're maybe you're more inclined towards the geomantic system or the hermetic system or like the rose cross. There's a whole bunch of systems for making sigils. So it doesn't really matter which way you go. Just pick something that vibes with you, and you can you can use these techniques to just kind of keep everything under wraps. Wonderful. I was also going to say as a grand finale to answer this caller, 
I reached out to Bal Kedmon and talked to him about this, and he was gracious enough that he is gifting the entire listener base with a copy of Psalm 91 that he reads in Hebrew. So I need to extract that sound file that he gave me and get that set up, but I am going to make a standalone episode that I will release this week, and anyone can benefit from it. It is one of the highest protective forces you can get is Psalm 91, and he's reading it in Hebrew. So all you got to do is plug into it. I'm going to make sure no ads come in on that one. And all you'll hear is Psalm 91. You can plug into it, and that's all it will be. Yeah, if you can listen to the podcast, you can listen to that as far as your protection goes. And then as you listen to it, let it be a prayer. And um, you can ask for more protection against those who deceive you that way. So fine tune it. And Egypt, I got to say, thank you for always getting me up in the ranks. I see you pop up every now and then. I can tell when when I've had a few listeners in Egypt. I'm sure you're probably one of them. And hey, let us know how it's going. Give us another call sometime. It was fun hearing from you. Also, want to do a shout out at Esme. Oh my gosh, what a supporter. She joined the Buy Me a Coffee app that is has random illusions attached to it. So if you want to tip the podcast, she was a sweetheart. She gave me a very generous contribution. Thank you, Esme. And be looking on TikTok because you're going to get a puppet shout out for anyone else that's interested. I'm doing puppet shout outs. And what about you, Tim? Do you need a puppet shout out? Who doesn't? <laughs> I mean, we, I've got I've got some listeners here that have been loyal since the beginning. So as soon as I can get recording again, they're going to be getting a few. People have been getting a kick out of it. And uh, it's just fun. It's just fun. So, you know, I guess we'll just wrap that up. And I want to say we're going to do another standalone episode here in the next couple days. So keep your eyes peeled. And again, Thank you in advance, Bal Kedmon, for your generosity in allowing me to have access to that and use on the podcast so everyone will have a form of audio protection anytime they want it. That's us clapping, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I guess, I guess all there is to say is, you know, keep a smile on your face. Keep a bounce in your step. Keep practicing your magic. And, you know, you can always find all kinds of different ways to get what you want and results from the divine for protection and communion and insight and whatever you need. So get out there and start experimenting and playing in Egypt. Yay. Thank you so much. Esme, you rock. And we'll catch you all next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. sticking around after the show. Oh my gosh, so many changes and so many things to tell all of you about. We are officially in rerun mode. What does that mean for you? Well, hey, if you listen on your favorite podcast app, 
Nothing is going to change. You will always be able to go back and listen to your favorite episodes and guest spots anytime you want, just as you always have. Again, nothing will change for those of you that use your favorite podcast app. Next, the website will change a little bit. It will change to www.podpage.com slash random dash illusions, or you can listen directly off the host site, www.randomillusions.buzzsprout.com. Links are now in every episode show notes. Check it out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash GOST radio, twitter.com slash GOST radio. If you love YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the Random Illusions podcast YouTube channel, the GOST radio YouTube channel, and TikTok. Don't forget to follow us there. Links are down in the show notes. Exclusively for the listener base of Random Illusions, Tim and I are going to continue our coffee.com divinations. Just let us know if you want a rune reading by Tim or a tarot reading by Shasta and what your question is. Give us about two business days and we will respond with a thorough answer to your question, giving you some insight and maybe a little inspiration as well. If you would like to follow Tim and I as we jump into our new leadership roles and all of the new projects we are presenting and working on, don't forget to hit us up. Facebook, privately, Tim Cheesebrow, Shasta Michaels, Random Illusions, or just shoot us an email at magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, at randomillusions.com. And we will send you links as to where you can keep tabs on all of our future endeavors and adventures. And hey, you may want to get involved yourself. You never know. All right. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. We will be announcing when we will be back. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>